0: Welcome to People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Today, my guest is Nico Simcoe, the founder and CEO of Clare. They provide pay-on-demand services for a range of companies, including small businesses. So he's immersed in questions about the growing complexities of payroll, rising employee expectations, and how to build a business in today's economy. We're going to talk about all of that and more on this edition of PeopleTech. Hi, Nico. Welcome. Tell me about Claire. What, what do you guys do?
1: Yeah, so Claire is a is a digital bank uh, that embeds within payroll and workforce management companies. Um, and what we do is we offer holistic banking services uh, for America's workforce that's salaried, hourly, or even gig workers. And uh, and within that, we have a very specific feature, which is differentiated from many other platforms, is the minute uh, workers clock out of work, they see that um, up to 50% of their wages are available immediately for free and instantly in the app. That's clear in a nutshell.
0: You, you said 50% of their wages are available right away. How do they get the other
1: 50%? Yeah. So... Uh, this is just the wage advance feature. Uh, We believe that many Americans, I was one of them, I was an hourly worker uh, throughout college a while ago now, um, basically should have the ability to cover some unexpected expenses with money they've earned, but not yet received. uh, And the ability also to budget for that new way of getting paid. So the way we do it is uh, we have a risk-based algorithm to figure out how much are they actually going to get paid? Um, sometimes you have allocations and things that happen that uh, decrease actually how much your net pay is. And so typically we do 50%. We can go up to 100% for certain of our partners, but typically it's 50% of, of their expected net pay.
0: So they get the remainder through the app or does it just go into their bank?
1: It just goes into their bank. So Claire is the primary bank account for these users, for these uh, customers. And so the rest of the money they get as a paycheck on a regular pay cycle by their uh, employer.
0: So could you contrast your approach with, say, daily pays or pay Yeah,
1: of course. So um, daily pay, pay active, other providers, I think they've done a great job going through mostly enterprise customers and convincing their HR managers to uh, add a feature um, um, into their HR tech stack. The, the main differentiation there is they require... Uh, that the repayment of the advances go through the payroll process. Um, so it depends. They have multiple products there. Uh, I'm not an expert in their products, but basically what they do is they uh, um, um, go through repayment via the payroll process. We do it very differently. We actually advance money to consumers, uh, and then they get paid their paycheck into the clear bank. Uh, and so it's actually a, uh, the Clare bank account is, is a spending account that's held at PathWord. Uh, it's a national bank, uh, but Claire is a technology layer on top of it. Uh, but within the, you know, the spending account of Clare, when consumers select that, that's how we then get repaid is because they receive the paycheck there. Uh, the differentiation is massive. Is uh, That allows us to go, um, oh, you know, down market, but also target enterprise customers that are, um, what I would say, a bit more reluctant to having to do any payroll work. Payroll is, uh, you know, is a tricky job. And, you know, especially if you're in a larger enterprise because you have multiple states, you have multiple type of different uh, um, employees and, and and different requests at that level. So removing that headache of having to do any any sort of reconciliation, uh, even if the setup will take, you know, a week or two um, is a big, big sales point uh, for the Clare product.
0: Do you... Have partnerships and integrations um, with HR tech companies. Um, and can you tell me about your program and how that works?
1: Of course, we have um, we have about fourteen different HR tech partners. Uh, we cover over ten thousand employers now. Over fifty thousand uh, workers in the United States uh, use us actively. Um, that ranges from we principally have two types. Uh, It's either workforce management systems, so that's from time and attendance to scheduling, and then we have payroll partners, and then that's PEOs and uh, classic payroll providers.
0: I I have the sense that payroll in general is becoming more complicated, not only in terms of of regulation, but also in terms of what employees expect. Do do I have that right, and and what's going on?
1: Yes, I think I think payroll is in its nature. Uh, it's in its nature complicated. It's not an easy thing, you know, to, to to process. There's many countries in the world that doesn't put the burden on the employer to collect taxes and you know deductions uh, for individual consumers. But the way the tax code is built in the U.S., especially for W two employees, there's a lot of burden on employers to to figure this out on behalf of of of, of their employees. There's you know there's a benefit. With that so that it's easier to give benefits to cons- to, to to consumers in the US. Um, uh, and so you have you know discounted healthcare, uh you have benefits like this, which is you know, financial services, but a payroll is complex. If you spend time with, with payroll managers, I mean I, I commend them for all the work that they do because it is not easy.
0: Yeah, I'm, I'm wondering. Faith in the news media has been challenged, making it even harder to get stories told. The Friday Reporter podcast was created to help audiences better understand the media by hosting journalists who will answer the questions to which we need answers. Join me every Friday to hear more. With all that you do, and I'm I'm curious about your customer base. Are you mostly smaller companies or do do you have enterprise companies or can you describe that?
1: We're available and live and, uh, and growing in 29 different industries. So that is um, a public school, you know, random examples, public school in Georgia, um, tarmac uh, workers at airports in Florida, large national uh, quick service restaurant chains uh, with thousands and thousands of, of, of employees, um, uh, large hospitality centers like hotel chains across the, across the country, and then mom and pop shops. The, the reason why we can do all of it is because uh, we are, uh, uh, you know, for mass, vast majority of, of employers, we've haven't gone ahead and, and, and sold to them. What we've done is we've partnered and enabled workforce management and payroll companies to do it themselves. Uh, we have received more and more inbound from larger customers that say we would like something that you know helps the payroll process because right now it's too convoluted, uh, you know, to have a, a, a system that requires their payroll process to, to do something. But yes, the vast majority of our customers are, uh, are, are really through, um, through the diversified distribution that we have via workforce management and payroll.
0: Um, does that put you at arm's length from those folks, or do you still deal with them directly when you need to? Yes.
1: Yeah, so it's... Early- on-demand or orge access is still, I think, relatively speaking, in its nascency. Um, I think it's a few million people that really use it or have access to it. And I think there's 80 million people in the US that, you know, if it was available, they would probably use it in some sort. Um, and so I would say 90% of our market, we don't really encounter any of the previous players. Um, that's just because of the sheer size of the market. And, and that's also the case for most financial services products. Uh, financial services has never been a winner-take-all market. It's always been pretty um, divided. Um, I don't know how many banks there are in the U.S. I think it's in the thousands. Uh, some are, you know, state chartered. Some are national chartered. I don't think that the, that there's any restrictions in terms of market size here.
0: I wanted to ask you about the economy. Um, you know, it's it seems unsettled right now. It seems like a lot of people just aren't quite sure what's going to happen. Um, how is that? Impacting your both your your business, but also your business planning.
1: I think I think for our business, you know, we cater to America's workforce. Which um, in times of, for example, high inflation, which we've gone through, uh, which was one level of uncertainty we've lived through. I think we've seen our product help customers, and therefore we've seen increased adoption. Uh, one particular example I have of that is uh, gas tanks started putting $80 holds on cards where people had only, you know, $50 or $30 to, to, uh, to pay for gas. So they needed actually to use wage advance tools just to cover uh, uh, the block that these gas stations would put te- temporarily. You know, the business cycle then has changed towards, hey, inflation is now lower. I mean, it's half of where it was probably uh, at the beginning of the year. Uh, but it's still, you know, four x higher than uh, than where it should be uh, uh, to some standard, and so uh, I think with the Fed, you know, raising rates, I think there's a lot of like, on, uh, to your point, uncertainty about about the market. I don't think that this has necessarily affected um, the employment markets yet. That doesn't mean it's it's not going to for the for for the rest of the year, and so I think that level of uncertainty is 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 putting a lot of stress on uh, on day to day workers. And so for us at Claire, the really big focus is uh, to build products that, that, that will relieve some of that financial stress. Uh, the word Claire comes from uh, French, which, is clair- which means clarity. And, uh, and the reason why we call it this way is because we want the product to be built in a way that gives full financial transparency to our customer base. Um, and so we're going to keep investing in this. Uh, we're going to keep hammering from our customers what kind of, of products they want, uh, one of our latest products that we've invested in, invested in actually was driven by kind of this this level of uncertainty that we are feeling is the level of stress that people had around finding an ATM. Uh, it is not it's one thing to have free ATM access for an application. Uh, another one is how much clarity you give around it. So we built an entire ATM map, and what we realized is that our customer base was felt more secure uh, and felt uh, less financially stressed having this. Um, so that's number one. I think for us internally. We see this as a as a really big motivator for the whole team to to keep working where we're going and and um, and our investors are also behind us to to keep
0: pushing. So my last question is um, one of the things I picked up on recently, you know reading the news is there seems to be more and more talk about regulations uh, on services like yours. Um, and so why do you think that more jurisdictions are looking? And how will it impact Claire?
1: It's a great question. Um, I think it makes sense that states in particular are looking at uh, regulating earned wage access. I think the position of most, if not all, earned wage access providers has been, this is not a typical form of lending. uh, And therefore, uh, you know, lending laws don't apply to us. This has been a stance by many. Um, The idea is, is, you know, what is the alternative to consumers? It's probably payday loans. And so this is a better solution. So the law should help these providers uh, not, not stop them. But I think what what regulators are saying is, yes, that's potentially true, but we just need to make sure that this doesn't uh, become excessive. Um, I think Nevada just enacted a law about a week or two ago that um, kind of, guides how an earn rate access program should be built, which is great because the last thing that a technology company wants is regulatory uncertainty. It's easier to just know what the rule is and just apply apply for any licenses that are required. And so what I think we're going to see over the next you know, few months is more states taking that stance. I think it's required, um, but I'm not sure that this is you know, really the number one uh, uh, item on the list of some regulators. So it might take more time uh, for some of these rules to be to be enacted. So I think in the meantime, the whole industry is a little bit in, 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 in regulatory uncertainty, but Nevada showing that there's a way to, 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 you know, to give regulatory guidance is great for programs like ours.
0: Nico, thanks very much. It was, it was really great to meet you. It was great to talk with you. And I hope we can do it again sometime.
1: Of course. Thank you so much, Mark.
0: My guest today has been Nico Simcoe, the founder and CEO of Claire. And this has been People Tech, the podcast of the HCM Technology Report. We're a publication of Recruiting Daily. We're also a part of Evergreen Podcasts. To see all of their programs, visit www.evergreenpodcast.com. And to keep up with HR technology, visit the HCM Technology Report every day. We're the most trusted source of news in the HR tech industry. Find us at www.HCMTechnologyReport.com. I'm Mark Pfeffer. Do you love news about LinkedIn, Indeed, Google, and just about every other recruitment tech company out there? Hell yeah. I'm Chad. I'm Cheese. We're the Chad and Cheese Podcast. All the latest recruiting news and insights are on our show. Dripping in snark and attitude. Subscribe today wherever you listen to your podcasts. We We out. The
1: world's best known investor and Wall Street expert, Warren Buffett, once said, Wall Street is the only place that people ride to in a Rolls Royce to get advice from those who take the subway.